Hey guys, it's Tim from Board Game Rundown. Uh, pardon the audio quality. I'm shooting this or recording this in my basement. No camera on at the moment. So you might get a little background noise as, uh, you know, I'm in my game room, but there might be children stomping around upstairs and uh, whatnot. But I wanted to uh, get the podcast going again. Uh, so to do that, it seemed like a good way, was uh, to talk a little bit about our uh, origins adventures. So for those of you that didn't know, uh, or even to remind those that might have, we were we were going to go to Origins anyways. We were going to do it as a, um, a media thing, right? But we were going to have to come up with a hotel and all that good stuff. Well, we're lucky enough to know Bryce from DV Games. So that's Wonderbook. That's all those Deckscape and Detective games we love. And of course, Bang. Uh, he needed get some guys to work his booth. And uh, he was foolish enough to trust that, trust us with that responsibility. So we, uh, yeah, we agreed to do that. They threw us up in a hotel room. We worked a couple hour shifts every day and then used the rest of the time, well, to play some games, a lot of going around and just meeting and talking to people and just seeing all the crazy stuff at Origins. I didn't get to do half the stuff that I wanted to, but even if I wasn't working that booth, I probably would have maybe only achieved about 25% more of that than what I actually did. But uh, enough of all that craziness. Uh, let's get into the good stuff. So we arrived Wednesday morning and uh, it wasn't that, I mean, it was about a four hour drive. We broke it up into two, two bits because we crashed at uh, Bob's parents' house. But uh, so we get there Wednesday morning and we we set up the booth nice and fast. We go, uh, we get some lunch. We 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 went over to Barley's, which is apparently, if you know, you know, it's our first uh, trip to Origins. So we didn't know, but it was a pretty nice little little place, restaurant, decent food, good beer, all kinds of stuff like that. If that's your thing, and uh, we the guys had coupon books, so they were able to get a free pint glass. Which this was a thing that kind of bothered me about Origins, and I. Again, I didn't know, but if you were an exhibitor and uh, so Dan and I had exhibitor badges, we did not get coupon books. Now, uh, Spencer and Bob had gamma badges, so their gamma badges, they did get coupon books. Now, uh, Bob and I, or yeah, Bob and I could get into the hall early, right? At nine, we could get in an hour early with our exhibitor badges, but but, but we didn't get those fun coupon books. I was lucky enough, Jason and Katie from Board Game Mechanics hooked me up and they gave me one of theirs. So I was able to go over and get my pint glass and stop crying about it eventually. But anyways, enough of all of that. So yeah, Wednesday, I believe, oh man, did we play Unfathomable Wednesday night? We got to play a good game of that. Bob was uh, one of the traders, but we did manage to pull through. And uh, man, Unfathomable is a good game. We played that with my sister and brother-in-law, Patrick and Julia, and had a really good time. And then, you know, Thursday we jump, I mean, we jump right into it, man. Uh, oh man, I got this all mixed up. On Wednesday, did we, we, did we hung out, did we hang out with Jason and Katie? Gosh, it's all a blur. We played some, we played some party games too. Uh, Jason and Katie, we, uh, we played uh, Platypus, we played Lords of Vegas, we played Terror on Starbase X which is a game a friend of mine is is working on and it is he will hate that I say this it is secret hitler in space but it is different secret hitler is just the easiest thing to compare it to so in, inevitably it will kind of get compared to that so so you're basically somebody is an alien and you are 
and somebody might be an alien sympathizer there might even be two and you you're basically you're just trying to vote and get things on the ship fixed and call for you know help and so the uh, the humans are, are all trying to to survive you know and the aliens are trying to well they want to survive too but they want to get rid of the humans so i mean you get the idea what i love particularly about that is that katie from board game mechanics notoriously notoriously hates space games but she played it and as far as i can tell she had a good time and also that woman can lie because she had me totally fooled i was a hundred percent on her side and she was totally an alien sympathizer it was amazing uh, after that we played lords of vegas which is always good except for dan who was miserable but he was a good sport and played with us and then we also played Blank Slate. We played, which you've, we've got a review of that. Uh, we, we got a copy of that from the op. And um, um, that is a game I would have totally overlooked had they not sent it to us and said, hey, if you want to review this, go for it. Um, and then we also played Platypus, which, man, Platypus is really good. It is really good and a, and a lot of fun. So, so yeah, we, we the first couple nights, we got a lot of games played. The second night, we hung out um, at the big bar on two, and we played uh, Time's Up Title Recall. We played Green Team Wins. We played That's So Clover. Uh, I already feel like we're missing other things. It, 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 there were so many things. And then Bob and I went out and hung out with uh, Stephen Bonacore and uh, and Karen from the Arcane Wonders booth. She doesn't listen. She told us that she will never listen but she was a delight regardless. And we made her, Bob and I made had her laughing so hard, I thought I thought she might like have a stroke or something. So mission accomplished. But anyways, if, if you've ever met Bonacore, he's never met a stranger. And he is, he is sincerely one of the nicest guys in the industry you could walk up and, and, and talk to, at least in my experience. I've always had very good experiences with him. And uh, he even remembered the game of Godfather that I played with him like three years ago. And this guy plays so many games. I don't know how the heck he remembers. But uh, anyways, and so like work in the booth, let's get into some of that because, you know, our nights of playing games was pretty fun. But let's tell you about some of the awesome games we saw and uh, some of our experiences uh, work in the booth. So work in the booth, we were doing uh, like three hour shifts and we were really just selling Wonderbook because um, that's the that's the new one. And it was it's also, you know, way more expensive than Bang, you know, or any of the deck detective deckscape, you know, games. Those games are 10, 15 bucks and Bang is like 20 bucks. Right. And then we've got this ninety dollar game. But Wonderbook is that pop up book. Uh, and it's it's one of our best videos that we've got going over 2000 views. I don't know. I mean. I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm 100% grateful for it. But it's like, oh, you know, like you would think Ankh or something else really big that we would have done would have gotten all the attention. But no, man, Wonderbook, that's where it's at, apparently. But um, so, so you know, we're part of the, the joy I had actually work in that booth was watching people's faces when you open that book up and you see that tree pop out in, in the book. And then when you explain that this is now the board basically for the rest of the game, you know, like all the, all the other chapters of that game are played in there and people are just like, Whoa. And, uh, we sold quite a few copies. I had a bet with Bryce. I was really trying to sell them all cause I was going to make him wear a Cubs hat cause he's a Dodgers fan. I mean, there's no accounting for taste, but whatever. 
but we we sold quite a few um there were definitely people that had sticker shock you know oh 90 bucks and then they walk away and that's fine too you know i mean i get it i i've got you know i got two kids i game on a budget as best i can i mean one of the benefits of the show is sometimes we get free stuff i mean we don't get paid to do anything but we we sometimes get free stuff and um so i mean if you count that as payment i guess but and then the other thing we do is like we all kind of lean on each other's collections sometimes you know like uh, uh spencer was able to to back uh return to the dark tower which i you know it's amazing and i you know i'm so glad he's got it because that is an experience if you if you don't have it and you you like a, a fun like push your luck co-op i mean i would say you know if you got a buddy that's got return of the dark tower that is something definitely worth checking out so you know we lean on each other's collections bob's got foundations of rome uh i've got cthulhu wars not that anybody cares about that but you know you know what i mean though we've all got some really awesome uh games in our collection that the other guys don't have you know that are maybe a little cost prohibitive so we're, we're able to kind of all still get to enjoy the experiences so 90 bucks for wonder book can be tough but you know I will always say that there's a lot of game there and I can play it with my kids. So for me, that is something that enhances the value. And, you know, you can use the, you go out to the movie analogy, right? And how much money do you spend? Well, how much hour, how many hours are you going to get out of a board game, you know, and how many, how, how, you know, you're going to get two hours, you know, for maybe a similar amount once you've paid for your, your tickets, you know, and your concessions and so on and so forth. And sometimes it's, you pay even more at the theater. Anyways, people like to use that comparison. I think for the most part, it's right, you know, but also it's, it's different, you know, cause when you go to a movie, you're going to have an experience. I'm a movie goer. I love movies. So I totally, sometimes that's the value for me. You know I mean? It's just whatever boxes yours it checks. But uh, anyway, so, so when we weren't working the booth, we were all just kind of walking around and uh, just introducing ourselves to people. There's people that were really kind to us, especially, I mean, we're not huge now, right? But, but when even when we were a quarter of the size, um, the guys at BA Games uh, that did Cult of the Deep, which we did a Kickstarter preview, they were kind enough early on to send us a preview copy. And uh, we didn't have to keep it, we, or didn't get to keep it. We had to send it along, which made us all very sad. But... Um, they were, they were kind enough to, to say, Hey, you know, if you want a review copy, you know, you're, you're welcome to it. And we kind of arranged for like an origins pickup. And I was like, man, if you guys are going to be at origins, I'd love to like stick a camera in your face, you know, and, and, and get you to talk about your game for us. And, uh, not only did they do that, but like when we walked up to the booth, they knew who we were before we even got there, which was, which blew our minds, right? We walk up and then. Um, they have a new game, uh, Forges of Ravenshire, that's going to be coming out, coming to crowdfunding, hopefully early next year. I mean, I really hope that everything lines up so that it is ready, you know, you know, February, March of next year, because I cannot wait to get to play this game again. And um, it's a, it is a dice. I don't want to say drafting, but you're it's a dice placement, like worker placement uh, game and you're and you're die are your workers but it's like you you put a die on a space and you resolve the you resolve this space based on the n number showing on the die but then you're also going to go and pick up a different die off the board and uh, then resolve that space 
you know, based on the number. And then you're going to take that die and you're going to put it on your own player board. And depending on the die color, you are going to uh, basically activate one of the guilds on your player board. And it is so flipping cool uh, how that works because it is like an engine builder without that slow grind to start where you're like first three, four turns, you're not really doing anything. This is an engine builder where, where right away you were just cranking stuff out. And uh, it, it, the even the prototype, which you could see like, oh, this needs some work or, you know, they got to tighten a few things up and this was just printed. Even the prototype looked really good. It had a lot of dual layer stuff, you know, and um, they're still working on like tightening up some of the iconography because there's a few things that if you're not paying attention, look kind of similar, but that's not... They, they are completely aware of that stuff. But Sam Stockton um, from BA Games was just not only nice enough uh, to talk to us a ton about that. And uh, he gave, he gave, he taught Dan and Bob and my sister Julia how to play. But then he also invited me to come out and play it later, like play a full game. So, so they all played around. And then I got to go play a full game of that with um, one of his personal friends. Uh, back from Nebraska and then also I got to play with Will from the Hungry Gamer and that dude's a riot like he was really fun to sit next to that game normally I'm gonna guess Ravens or Forges of uh, Ravenshire is really only gonna take hour hour and 20 minutes because there's a lot of like simultaneous stuff going along too uh, so it really there's not a ton of downtime unless you're sitting with me and Will <laughs> and Sam because we would probably stop and talk shop for about 20 minutes, sometimes in between turns. And, um, and, uh, so we just, we hung out for like three and a half hours and it was an amazing experience. Normally it's like, Oh, this game should never take this long, but we were just having so much fun talking. And then by the end of the, I mean, heck an hour in, we probably had 10 different inside jokes that we kept throwing back around to each other. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just a blast. That, that is, those are my favorite kind of con experiences. Even before I was trying to be a media person, just to have uh, these amazing interactions with strangers. You know what I mean? And people that I barely know. And I honestly believe I will go. I will just. I will. I will put it out there. I honestly believe that I would count as, uh, as uh, Ed and and Sam Stockton uh, from BA Games as friends. You know, like if I see them at cons, it's like, hey, let's go do something. Let's you know, let's get a game in. You know. And, uh, so just to be able to come away with that. And then I actually, we, uh, because of talking to, to Will from hunger gamer, he was, uh, demoing a game. And so then we went down and, uh, and the next morning and Dan and I kind of got the, the elevator pitch for that. And it, it looks pretty neat. It's going to be coming to crowdfunding soon. I don't have the name of it written down in front of me and I've only on like four hours of sleep, you know, uh, like you do when you go to a convention for a bunch of days as you can hear in my voice you know uh but anyways it was a really neat looking game they were at the um dead alive games i believe not dead alive i don't remember now dead something they did omicron they've got omicron protocol that is a really nice looking tactical uh miniatures game with with like a skirmish game with a really unique uh independent faction that players can activate they're like cyber zombies and you can activate them on your turn so that then you are uh they're kind of this crazy x factor you know like 
wandering around through the board just causing chaos and it's really cool um but it was it was really neat dan and i got to mess around with that a little bit as well and it's really got some unique things like there's just i mean there's wild animals for i took a turn as a cat and one of my abilities is like to just distract people or to uh, steal things from people it was really cool but i have like horrible combat dan dan took a turn as a sniper and just started dropping dropping these guys and it was really neat to see too but um fully formed well-developed game and uh it had i the opportunity to pick it up i just didn't have the money to be honest it looked really amazing um but i I'll get to it later when we get to some of the stuff we bought. I was kind of already committed to some other to spending some money on some other things. But if I if I was able to, I probably would have dropped some money on that game because it looked really good. Uh, I might be in trouble come Gen Con because I'm pretty sure they're going to be there. Um, another guy we talked to just met just like Rando met was uh, Alex Cheng. He uh, had a game called Giga Robo, and this is a Anybody that knows me knows that I love GKR heavy hitters, giant killer robots. That's the Weta Workshop game where you're playing in these giant mechs and you're going around and you're like tagging the buildings for corporations, but you're also, you know, blasting your buddies. It is a really, it is a relatively crunchy, uh, you know, just tactical skirmish game with big robots and you're going around, you know, and you're doing stuff and it could take an hour and a half, two hours, you know. Uh, and it's, but it, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's really good. But this guy, Alex, he, his Giga Robo, it's more, it's way more like an anime style. And it is, uh, the unique thing about that is you've got a, your robot board. So you can pick whatever robot you want. And then you also have your pilot board and they, they click together. And then in addition to that, there's like three different versions of each pilot. So you can, everybody could play the same pilot in a different robot and have a different ability, which is just mind blowing. Also, it comes with these really awesome, you know, plastic buildings. So, um, you know, that, that populate the board because you're going around the city and you're battling each other. And then to make it even better, unlike in GKR, where you are trying to knock the buildings down by tagging them in this, you knock the buildings down by throwing your opponents through them. <laughs> and, uh, and then it, it can create like rubble spaces and stuff. And there's collision cards that you draw if you get slammed into a building. So something, you know, may happen. You may hit like a gas main or something, right? And, and uh, fire starts, you know, you might catch on fire. And what's even crazier than that is there's like one of the robots, he can use that fire and channel it and, you know, and, and use that to like power the weapons. And so it's got this really interesting like cooldown system. You've got these, you've got the, uh, the variable combinations right with the different pilots and the different robots and then if you're playing like 2v2 and it let's say one mech i call them mechs if one robot goes down that pilot ejects out and joins up with the remaining pilot with their teammate and then that creates new combinations for abilities that you would not have you know otherwise that you can only do you know, when you've got two pilots joined together. So there's no player elimination. It is, you know, you win or you lose, which I just blew my mind. Oh, and then here's the kicker plays in like 45 minutes to an hour for a whole game. And I'm like, okay, I'm in because I love GKR, but it's an endeavor. You know, it takes a little bit longer, especially if you got to teach. There's a lot of stuff to set up and, uh, 
Giga Robo man, I'm I'm just really pumped for it because I it was really neat. I and then I asked the guy, he said, "Hey man, I'm gonna buy this game, but uh, can we come back and talk to you like on camera about it? But I'm gonna buy it even if you say no." And uh, he was totally cool enough, you know, to come on and let us let us do that. So you'll see that on the channel soon. But yeah, so Giga Robo, you know, I got we got our Cults of the Deep, you know, because Sam back to BA Games, they were they let us do a. Uh, Origins pickup, so we got our Cults of the Deep for review. We'll have a video of that coming soon. And then I went and I got everything for role player. I already have role player, so we'll be doing something with that copy soon. So stay tuned. But um, the and it all came in this big box. Well, I had to put it all in this big box, but it's got all the expansions. It's got uh, just so much stuff. I've got these cards. I forget what they're called now, but when you when you move them kind of up and down or you rock them back and forth in your hand, you know, it looks like they're moving and it replaces every monster card in the game uh, with a with a pile of those. I got the metal coins and uh, yeah, so you, you, you can punch it all out and you can throw out the cheapy cardboard insert in the in the big box and uh, everything fits in there with no box lift. I even got the play mat. Now that doesn't fit in there, but that's why I said that separately. But yeah, so you've got this, I've got this now, this awesome role player tome. I love role player. Uh, I've only played the base game, but I keep hearing that the monsters, and you know, make it even better. And there's one other expansion in there with like companions and stuff. And I'm like looking at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this all looks so cool. And they were doing a, a like a bundle deal at the con so that you just... You, I mean, I probably saved a hundred plus dollars uh, buying it that way, and uh, which is a, for me is amazing because it's a game I already love. Here's an opportunity to get everything I want for it. So I was I was pretty excited about that. Uh, another game. Dan and I walked over to Pandasaurus, and uh, the booth there, and of course they've got you know Dinosaur Island, Dinosaur World, Godspeed, you know all kinds of stuff. They got a ton of things. What was it? Dinosaur Island Roaring, right? You know, so they've got they've got a ton of interesting, cool you know uh, games. So I'm asking them about Godspeed, and they gave a you know. So I got a I got a really good deal on it, and I was really happy with that. Jason, you'll appreciate that. And then they threw in for free a copy of Umbra Via, um, and then. What's really funny is that uh, Dan, Dan asked the guy, he's like, okay, here, I got a question for you. Uh, I don't like Dinosaur Island. Uh, can you tell me why I should get Dinosaur World? And the guy's like, well, I helped design Dinosaur Island. And and it's like, okay, whoops. Uh, but no, he was super cool. He, he, I mean, Dan, Dan explained, Dan's, you know, blunt. He explained why he didn't like it and he wasn't rude about it or anything. And the, uh, you know, he didn't mind at all. He, the guy just went in and he explained it all, like kind of gave Dan the sales pitch and Dan scored a heck of a deal, a heck of a deal on getting everything uh, for Dinosaur World. So I imagine he'll be, we will all be playing that soon because, well, why wouldn't you? Um, I picked up from Amigo Games. They have some awesome games they have one game that we absolutely love in my house and that is llama it is a card game it is sort of an anti-trick taking game almost an uno ish game you're trying to get the cards out of your hand and um and you know there's llama cards and so llamas are worth a lot of points and you don't want to get llamas well they had a llama 
dice game that I knew uh, they were going to have, you know, at Origins early. You get it early. And I got one of the last three copies, thank goodness, because I missed out on getting Cat in the Box from Bezier Games, but that was my own fault. But uh, so Llama the Dice Game plays very, it looks like it plays very similar uh, to Llama. They showed me how to play, you know, um, but it, it, it looks pretty similar, but I think it'll be another way for the kids to, and, and my wife and I to all have fun with that. And then the, um, the real eye grabber there is they had this game, super cheap, really reasonably, reasonably priced for what it is called Magic Mountain. And um, it is basically this board that has got these channels in it, right, for um, like marbles to run down, these runs, and it's all these different runs. And, and, and drawn on the board are like is like a path, you know, and so there's, there's these different spaces on the path. There's a red, a yellow, blue, purple, and maybe a white, I forget. I mean, I don't remember. Anyways, um, there's a marble for each of these colored spaces on the board. And this, they, these, these colored spaces kind of repeat, you know, like as they trail down the path, down the, the mountain, if you will. And so it's got these little plastic clips you put on to, to hold and like brace the board up at an angle. So, and then there's these little, there's these little blue witches and then there the there are these wizard of oz you know wicked witch of the west looking witches that have like the green faces right so so the goal of the game is you draw one of these marbles out and the marbles are like willow the wisps and you are you're going to drop one you know have it just slide down the hill you know and kind of follow whatever path but what you wanted to do is hit one of the good witches one of the blue witches and then when whatever color, so you draw the marble out of a bag, right? And uh, if it's a red marble, um, when you hit a witch, she moves down to the next uh, red space. If you hit a, one of the, the black and green witches, you know, with the red marble, they move down to the next red space. So they can kind of, you can even sometimes I've seen you have this like cascading effect where the marble hit one witch and then you move it down, you move that witch down and the marble may, as it rolls down, may hit that same witch again, and then she's going to move, or it may hit a different witch, and then you've got to move that one. And uh, when you, when the witch gets all the way down to the bottom of the hill and they can't move anymore, they go to like a scoring space. And so you need four of the blue witches uh, to get down to the bottom of the mountain before you get three of the uh, black and green witches. So it's sort of a fun... Uh, you know, like there's there's some randomness to it, right? Because you just never know which way the marble is going to go down the channel. But uh, but I've already played that twice with the kids this morning. I I am confident that that is going to keep getting played because we had a ton of fun with it, and uh, the kids were pretty excited. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, anything else super cool that I bought, and I'm drawing a complete blank. But I was really excited about Giga Robo. I was actually uh, glad to get Godspeed like at a really good price because that was when I looked hard at backing on when it was on Kickstarter and didn't. Um, but yeah, so you know, I got role player, role player. I got my Cults of the Deep, but they gave that to me uh, for a review. Uh, yeah, Giga Robo, Godspeed, Magic Mountain, and uh, Llama the Dice Game. So yeah, you know, it was it was a good time. I believe Dan got the thing. Bob picked up uh, Burn Cycle, which looks super cool, very crunchy, but super cool. Um, Spencer got some stuff, and I can't even remember what it is now. Um, but but yeah, it 
it was Origins was amazing. I know I've been all over the place on this, but Origins was really amazing. It was just it's definitely smaller than Gen Con. It's my first one that I've been to, but to some of the people I got to meet and hang out with, I finally got to meet uh, Kim Breeze and her husband uh, from Tabletop Rebellion. You know, I got to see Jason and Katie from Board Game Mechanics a couple times and play games with them multiple times, which is always a blast. I uh, had the opportunity to hang out with Steve Bonacore a little bit, not a ton, but a little bit. And uh, I mean, that guy's all over the place and uh, in a good way. He was like everywhere at the convention. Every time we went anywhere, he was there uh, recording and talking to people. Uh, We talked to the guy from Distilled. We talked to Mark Spector from Grand Gamers Guild. Um, We talked to some people from Surf and Meeple and they do like U.S. distribution for the uh, Colossal Games, Matigo Games, and there's one other one that I'm forgetting. And they're going to have this game coming out, man. That's I'm going to be begging for a review copy because it looks like so much fun. Just like a fun uh, hurry-up, uh, not like Telestrations, but you're, you're trying to draw as fast as you can and beat everybody else and then get people to guess what you were drawing. And uh, I know that's such a terrible explanation. But, man, it was... Oh, it looks so good. I'm really excited about it. But, you know, we love a, get a lot of games out of their catalog. Like from Matigo, you've got Kemet, you've got Ennis, you've got uh, Treasure Island, which is a, a hidden movement game that I love. And then, you know, Colossal Games as Mezzo and uh, Western Legends and things like that. So, anyways, we, we talked to so many people and I know I'm forgetting so many. I almost beat one of the designers of Star Realms uh, at Star Realms. We were playing... They've got a legacy version of Star Realms that's coming to Kickstarter soon. And um, so I, Rob from from uh, Wise Wizards Games was kind enough to sit down and, and let us film. We played the first the first story or whatever you want to call it in, in their upcoming legacy game. And the way that they're doing their legacy stuff is really neat. And it is just Star Realms with some different stuff, at, but it it feels unique you know it feels important and uh you know not just like an arbitrary well this is just more star realms like no it actually does some interesting stuff and adds some new new things uh to the game that i as a fan of star realms that i thought were really neat um so oh my gosh i would be totally remiss if i did not talk about actually getting to meet dennis in person we've interviewed him you know over you know over zoom or skype you know, for Deck of Wonders, but meeting Dennis from Deck of Wonders and uh, getting to BS with him a little bit. And then he was sharing a booth with Foreteller. And these guys do, they are amazing people. The, 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 their whole crew over there is just an absolute riot. They're super cool, very nice. And they do like voice acting and music production for, for board games. So if you're playing like a, any of the Red Ra- Red Raven games, right? Like Above and Below, Near and Far, stuff like that. Like they've got all this dramatic production. And, and all Foreteller is, is it's basically an app that is frictionless. So it doesn't invade anything else. And you just buy the, uh, the, the production, right? For, it's almost like buying an audio book, right? Where for your, uh, for whatever game. I mean, they have Bard Sung. They, I mean, they do Deck of Wonders. They do, like I said, all those Red Raven games. Uh, they've even got some stuff for Frosthaven uh, that'll be coming out. And um, we just, these guys were a blast. They were a riot. You could tell it was a bunch of like drama people, you know, because uh, they the they were just a ton of fun. At one point in time, they had a, uh, 
like a bard standing outside of their booth and he grabbed Bob. We were trying to film a thing and we didn't want to be rude. We were trying to film a thing where Bob goes up and down all the aisles with his GoPro and then we do it in like hyperspeed so you can see like what it was like to walk the whole con floor in like one go, right? Well, then this bard grabs Bob's arm and tries to give him a scroll uh, for a quest. And so I take the scroll and like, Bob, just go. And so I grab the scroll, I go over and uh, sure enough, there's like a QR code on it. And they're like, you must use your magic device to discover uh, where you need, you know, what you need to do for your quest. And so you scan the QR code and then it's got all these booths that they want you to go to and uh, do all kinds of fun and crazy things. Some were more exciting than others. All of the booths were uh, fun booths to go and visit and the people were very cool to be there. There was a, a family. It was kind of funny because there was a family that uh, I had uh, shown Wonderbook while I was working earlier that day that I kept running into probably every third booth I went to. I kept running into them and I'm like, I swear I'm not trying to sell you anything. Um, but we kept, uh, we kept uh, running into each other for the quests and uh, they they did this amazing raffle. They and uh, they were just an absolute riot. So I will tell you that I mean I was talking to the owner of Foreteller and hanging out, you know, just a little bit. We actually we we have an interview with them and uh, awesome people, man. I really Foreteller is really cool, you know, and I I I love it when I meet like people, you know, doing unique things. It just, I just want to pull for him so hard, you know, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what, what comes out with Foreteller and how that shakes out. But, uh, also I got to meet Reed, uh, from Vigilante. He, he walked up to the booth, came over and said, hi, I, I made him take a picture with me. Poor guy. Um, but man, it was really great to meet him. I wish, I wish, I wish I had time to run up. He was uh, demoing Vigilante up in the social deduction uh, areas where they were running like Werewolf and Blood on the Clock Tower and I never made it up there once. But um, but I did get to have a really good conversation, you know, just kind of just to meet him and say, hey man, you know, how's it going? And, you know, and talk to him a little bit. And I, you know, I really hope to, to get to see uh, and talk to him more at uh, Gen Con. Actually, I just hope I get to see and talk to more of everybody at Gen Con. But, but it was, you know, Reed was just as nice and and kind in person as he has been through all of our communications and everything like that. And I just feel like you got to point out when people are really cool to you. And uh, he was definitely, he was definitely that did not disappoint. I mean, Dan and I had a crazy experience at the uh, Elf Creek Games. Uh, they do Merchants of the Dark Road. Uh, we had a crazy experience there. The designer of Merchants of the Dark Road told us that he's been listening to our show for a while. And Dan and I did not know how to handle that. So <laughs> I think we're still processing that. Um, so, but anyways, we will go more into that story on the show proper. Uh, so that's a little teaser for you. Make you have to tune in. But anyways, there were so many things that we did and saw and people we talked to. And we asked for nothing from anybody but their time. And I was, I was really not apprehensive, but nervous because you want to be respectful. People, you know, they're there. They're trying to sell their game. They're trying to get, a t you know, uh, uh, eyeballs on their game and everything. And we, you know, we don't want to, we're not man versus meeple. We're not dice tower, you know. So we don't, we can't go in there and just command uh, uh, attention. Not that we would. But, um, but people were very kind and generous with their time. And, and um, we had a lot of fun uh, talking to folks and stuff. And it was really nice to, 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 you know, make some new connections and just 
you know, just meet people. And, uh, you know, you, you hear some horror stories sometimes. Thankfully, we avoided all of those people. There's probably four or five people that we were going to try to do interviews with and just it just never worked out just timing wise right like we just had stuff going on you know we want to talk to the sovereignty people you know and things like that which we still will but uh i mean so there's all kinds of stuff going on and um but it was there's never enough time but i still had a great time and uh you know if i saw you at origins you know thank you thank you for helping me have an amazing first origins that was it was an awesome experience and uh you know it gets stressful at times but for the for the most part man that was it was just a a great con to be to and i you know i have no regrets no regrets and um but yeah i just i'm just in awe and i'm grateful and uh that we get to do this not not just as a hobby but we get to you know act self-important like we do stuff but um the uh, I guess the only other person I'll say I met and I didn't really talk to very much because he's busy. But Jeremy Howard from Man vs. People, super nice guy, man. I was really, you know, I appreciate people when they put out positivity, you know, out into the world. And I feel like he's one of the good guys. So I I told him that, you know, he, he probably is like, what is this guy talking about? But I don't care. Uh, you know, if you know me, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I think. But uh, anyways, that's that's enough of me uh, yakking on at you. And that is a long and windy uh rambly recap of origins uh, when you tune into the show proper when it comes up we will have some like daily recaps that we did we did not get one for the last day because it's the last day and at the end of origins you pack up and you get the heck out of there um so and then we didn't get home until well i didn't get home till almost midnight and um you know so i wasn't gonna do anything then but I come to you now with a weakened voice and uh, and and a bunch of stories and a f- foggy brain because it is it's been a while since I've had a full night's sleep and I don't know if I'm gonna get one anytime soon uh, because I got a lot of time to make up for with the uh, with the kiddos. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening and uh, we're gonna go we're gonna work really hard to make a podcast a regular thing. So again. Thanks for your time. Stay tuned, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. I should have said that at the beginning, but if you know, you know, right? All right, guys, for the board game rundown, I've been Tim.